tell you what, very excited by our regular pet chat guest today because <laughs> I was away for a couple of weeks, but you... he hasn't been here since the month no. of May. Exactly. 10th of May I was last here. 10th of May. He even got it down to the day. Dr. Yes. David Tabrick, good afternoon to you, sir. Hello, Mark Rock. Now, you've been around doing lots of things. I know a lot of boring conference stuff, but you did actually mm. chat to a lot of different vets as well while you were away. It's uh, conference season. We tend to do this in the middle of the year. <laughs> That's actually not a bad idea. Mate, it's, mate, it's, it's, look, it's cold here. We'll go somewhere. Where were you conferencing at? Adelaide. Oh, that would have been that would have still been cold. Well, no, it was lovely. Not in the resort. It was lovely. No, there was no resort. But um, look, we're we're always much busier over summer. And, oh, that makes uh, sense. Nobody wants to organise conferences around Christmas holidays and things yeah. like that. So yeah, we'll kind of catch up with people at this time of the year. Mm. Very interesting talking to people about a couple of topics that might help our pet owners out there. So we're going to, if we get some time, we'll talk about parvovirus and possibly some new tick prevention for cats. That, of course, only is if we can, because uh, yes. since David has been not with us for a while, he wants to jump right I, into some calls. I want to talk to people. All right, 49216216, whether it's your pet dog, your pet cat, bird, budgie, rabbit, guinea pig, horse, snake. Yeah, They're the main I, ones, aren't they? I'll, I'll cover most of those. I'll cover most of those. All right, it's Pet Chat time at 2 in URFM is the name of the game. Dr. David Tabbert is here. He's ready to go. He's uh, vibed up. He's had all that time off where he's just done nothing but luxuriated Tanned. resorts. You were up at the Gold Coast the other week at SeaWorld and all these places just lounging around. Yes. Just a bit of time off in the middle of the year. Absolutely. And I believe you got some more time off to do that wondrous of tasks, moving house. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> happening at the moment. And and I, I'm sure you already know this. So look, if you've got to do it, you've got to do it. It is like the worst job in the world. And it, it's gets, not it, it gets worse every time. <laughs> I think once you're over 50, it's, it should, it's considered a risk factor that might shorten your life. Now, that's not a medical opinion. To, yeah. But I tell you what. Yeah, it has an effect. Yeah, maybe the very first one you do, like, oh, I'll leave oh, mum no, and dad, no, great, right. it's fantastic. I know, I've got a suitcase of clothes and a pillow. That's all. <laughs> and now we've got, you know, a U-Haul and a trailer and a, a storage locker and a... Yeah. Yes. Do you ever find, too, that, like, you look at all... It's also a great chance to clean out all the junk. This is great pet talk, by the way, but you're cleaning out all the junk and it's a chance to throw stuff away? Well... Yes, and more importantly, um, open the boxes that are unopened from your last move. <laughs> the last one, love it. <laughs> All right. But, David, you did mention very quickly about your house moving, and you did mm. say one of those boxes is a whole lot of pet stuff. So it turns out the stuff of the animals grows as much as the human gear. Absolutely. Yeah, we love it. you got to buy all the... All the gear. Yeah. All the toys, the chew toys, the blankets, the harnesses. And then you realise that, well, hang on, we're buying more and more of them, but we've actually got some sitting in a box at home. So well done to that. Good afternoon, David at Jules. Uh, David, your two-year-old staffing is very excited with new people and decides to pee on them. What's going on, David? Yeah, that's right. Um, beautiful dog in every other respect, but... Um when new people come to visit, um, he gets excited, dances around, and he pees at the same time. And look, half the time it goes all over the people. Oh, dear. Um, which is very embarrassing. But um, I just wondered if there was any sort of behavioural um, modification I could do to help him sort of come out of that. Yeah, absolutely. There's the, I mean, the urinating on them is just a feature of the excitement, right? 
So yeah. it's it goes with that. So really the issue that isn't about, oh, how do we stop him peeing? The issue is how do we get him to be calm when people come in to the house? And usually the thing with, at least I find, because I've got some puppies, you know, they're 10 months old, people see them and they, you know, they're very happy, they've got this playful demeanour, um, and people will often bend down to pat them and so the dog says, oh, that's so exciting, I'm getting overexcited. Um, and so what we want to do is get your dog to be calm in that environment and you do need to clue in your visitors about what they have to do, which is basically um, you have to make sure that your dog is calm before uh, the person enters and that's training where you get them to sit and stay and this is why we do this kind of training. So this is going to take a while, but you get them to sit and stay. And a lot of time with um, this situation, it's a good idea to put a lead on your dog when someone comes to the front door because the dog will respond to your commands a lot better if you've got a lead on them, okay? So we do that, get a lead on them, get them to sit and stay, which you will practice at other times as well, with food rewards, and then when the dog is calm, have the person enter and the dog is sitting, then you give them a food reward. The person can walk past, the dog stays calm, give them a food reward. And so you will gradually build up this tolerance where the dog will go, someone's coming, what I need to do is go and sit on this mat and I'll get the reward for sitting there. And every time someone's come coming to the door, he's going to be happy that they're there but that's because he's going to go and sit on his mat. And I've seen people have, have trained their dogs quite easily to get to the point where someone knocks on the front door, the dog might bark once and then runs over and sits on a mat and won't move until they're given permission. And I think that's probably where you could end up with, but it's it will take a bit of time, but just those little break it down into baby steps. Yeah, okay. Okay. And, and um yeah, look, the excitement of playing with the people, and that's why I said you've got to get the, the visitors in on this, is say just ignore the dog for the first five minutes, okay? And yeah. um, the other thing is, particularly with smaller dogs, but two-year-old Staffy is still low down. When people bend over, you're bringing your face down to the dog. The dog sees that as an invitation to jump and play and get more excited. So ignoring the dog as well Hi. will help him realise that actually the person who is... Uh, most influential in this scenario is yourself, and so they yep. start to switch the attention back towards you. So give that a go. Um, and as I said, the training away before people get there, but then the lead on, food rewards, and um, just cluing your visitors up, say, look, you need to ignore him for couple of minutes yeah best of luck with all of that david and, and obviously uh maybe not having your guests wear their sunday best while that training process right. is away <laughs> yeah it's a little bit embarrassing isn't it look it is what it is but you know we've got a, a solution there to change those correct uh, patterns so what uh, fingers crossed and best of luck david um a couple of topics to roll through david and, and first one yes. is a cpr now i'm just gonna let you go with your story here because it's quite fun <laughs> well to nur great radio station We've got some great music to play. Yep. And what I've found is a lot of the music is actually really helpful for me when I'm doing CPR on a patient. <laughs> is that not right? To, no, look, I don't want to give people the wrong impression. It's not to keep me calm or it's anything. Not, it's not sort of just sitting there, um, I'll just listen to my favourite tunes while no, I'm you know, trying to save your dog. Not, a, not, not the Rod Stewart we just heard. No, it's more like this. 
It's more, okay. Yep. There you go. Yeah, staying alive. No. And and that's our look. That's our goal and our hope for the patient. Mm-hmm. So yes, we're being optimistic, but at the same time, what it does is we're getting a beat of about 120 per minute. Yeah. And that's what we're aiming for, right? See, I'm helping along there, yep. Okay, well, if that's your CPR effort, Mark, I hope I don't have a heart attack (laughs) right here. You know, I'm not going to bang too hard, but anyway. So basically, the reason we use these music prompters Mm. is to provide that rhythm that we need to uh, Mm -hmm. put the chest compressions into the patient Mm -hmm. because we need to hit that 100 to 120 beats per minute. And so there's a really nice set of... Uh, genres with music and disco is pretty good. It's, it's it pretty fits, set and forget, it fits, isn't it? fits right into it um, where we need to prompt whoever's doing the chest compressions to hit that rhythm mm. because if we go too slow, we're not going to generate enough blood flow. Yeah. And if we go too fast, we're not going to get the right amount of blood flow. So I, I know it's, it can be a bit of a morbid topic, but, I mean, if you, this is on in the background – Right. That's how we need to sort of get in time with that music. Sort of. That's right. And there's a couple of songs, and you can go onto your Spotify and your music playlist and things like that. Mm. So I did this last week. I was teaching some CPR, typed in uh, on my music playlist CPR uh, songs and got some up-to-date modern songs, <clears throat> which uh, mm-hmm. was very interesting, except I found a lot of them had a very long pause in the middle Oh, that's no good. Of the song. Well, now here's the thing. I reckon that could be still useful because while the pause is on, you can be then the music stop and you can listen for the checking. Check is there a breath? Is there a what's happening there? Right. Maybe. Well, there's true. We do need to. We have a two minute mm. cycle. So mm. if the pause comes at two minutes in, then that would work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, so that's quite. We're saving lives, David. That's what we. Uh, uh, absolutely. That's what it's all about. So, no, it's a, a really interesting and it's a helpful thing, but for mm. sometimes when we, we can use a metronome and so on, but um, we just seem to find that rhythm works really well with some of those songs mm-hmm. to do the CPR effort. Um, the parvovirus, I know from time to time this oh, pops yeah. up a little bit, but it's, it's back, at the, back at the front of the bus again today. We, we start to see, uh, particularly in this colder weather, we get a bit of wet weather, the parvovirus... Uh, has been around for since 1978, actually. And so um, we know most of our dogs, we need to keep them vaccinated, and that's the best way to protect against it. But um, there are some problems that we strike in very young dogs in particular that get affected by parvovirus, and it attacks the lining of the gut and so strips out their gut lining. They present with vomiting, diarrhoea, often quite bloody diarrhoea. And it's rapidly dehydrating and depletes fluid out of their system. So very young or small puppies with parvovirus will die without treatment. Um, so we, we are aware of it at the moment, mainly because the optimal um, time for parvovirus, it survives in the soil for up to two or three years, is that it will be in the moist <laughs> soil in the backyard, you know, drains, concrete, things like that. And it will cope with this cooler weather. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're, we're really concerned about it. And obviously as we hit spring, we have new puppies around, things like that, and that's when it starts to take off. So it's really important for everyone to be aware of making sure their pets are vaccinated, their dogs are vaccinated, um, to prevent hopefully the, the spread of this because unfortunately um, even though we might think, oh, yeah, vaccination will take care of it, mm. Uh, there's a small number of pets that aren't vaccinated or they can't be vaccinated because they're so young. 
And oh, so that makes sense. Yeah, um, they're the ones who are most susceptible. So as as in the rest of life, you just have to be careful of those extra moist areas. Right, and you know the cool mm. weather. We tend, might think sometimes, oh, it's hot weather mm. disease, but that's really because it's picked up through the winter, yeah. and then it starts to explode during uh, spring. All right. So. Thanks, David, to keep, keep a watch out for that. 49216216, if you have a question for Dr. David Tabber today. Now, I know you're very excited, David, because shortly we'll delve into not only our dog of the week. Oh, yeah. But our cat of the week as well. I know this is new. It's, it's, well, see, you have a couple of months off and the world changes, right? <laughs> but we do cats now. I'm so pleased. And we know that cats are the superior pet choice. Well, you know, that that's an opinion. It's my, it's my own opinion. Dem's fighting words, Mark. I'll well, you. you know, you're allowed to be wrong. That's not a problem. <laughs> Pet shout out to a new RFM. That's how you plug into the wealth of veterinary knowledge that is Dr. David Tabbert. He's And you get that I, for free. And I, I, Mike and the mechanics, we just heard. Yeah. So I've added that to my CPR playlist, but I'm, I'm just not sure about the words. All, all I need is a miracle. Well, it wouldn't that? Well, you say so you got staying alive, and all I need is a miracle. So that's that. that that's a good vibe to go in. Well, true. Yeah. yeah, positivity. It's all about the beats per minute. That's uh, <laughs> as you heard earlier on. All right, we'll get to our cat of the week a little later. But uh, first, our dog of the week. Um, and and I've got to say, Susie, she looks pretty nice, doesn't she? I reckon Susie's going to find a home very quickly. Yeah, dash hound and uh, highly intelligent, playful. Loves to sort of be in the home, though. She's an inside dog with access to outside. She uses the doggy door, uh, toilet trained and all of that. Um, gets on well with the other the dogs. And would get lonely, though, without a companion or a soulmate. Uh, loves her food. So she's a bit, a bit after our own heart there, David, I've got to say. And Thanks. Uh, Thanks, Mark. I included myself in that. Yes. yes. Okay. Also loves cuddles <laughs> and being on your lap as well. So very affectionate and strong and independent. So this type of dog, what are you seeing? What are you crystal ball this for us, David? Who would be perfect home? Well, I think you might be, Mark. No, I I'm not, I'm not going to have any dogs. <laughs> okay. I'm now, I'm no. Not, no, look, this needs a family that's always yes, at home. Someone at always home. at home. That's right. You're here making sure the wheels of <laughs> 2 you are keep running. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Uh, look, the the thing I would often think with these guys is a lot of people think they don't need much exercise, but they love to exercise. Yeah. They love to run, okay? But they just as much, they love to lie on the lounge. And I think all the photos on the 2NUR website mm. there show that um, they're all indoor photos. <laughs> so they very much are. Yeah. Very much are. But, I mean, again, you look at them. I mean, if you just want a dog that's sort of like, oh, I can fall in love with that, that's that's your animal. She's got right a there. gorgeous face. Mm. Three years old. A bit like us as well, David, oh, I've got to say. The, the comparisons just go on and on. Trained, uh, house training uses the doggy door. So there you go. Um, are there s scenarios where you feel that such an animal would not be compatible with? Uh, I... I no, I think you probably mm. the the fact is that she's been fostered in a scenario, situation where there's people there and mm -hmm. there's other dogs, and the yeah. fact that she's getting along, because sometimes we'll see dogs come through um, here that when we're talking about them and it's mm. like oh they they prefer to be on their own, mm. so the fact that she's good with others, but obviously wants to have someone around mm -hmm. at all times. So no, I think you know most scenarios she's going to be uh, good to go into a home. Obviously secured fencing. Um, and be able to pro provide for her needs and um, care.
hair as she gets older. Of course, the only thing there that uh, we can see there is that uh, loves the sleep but doesn't like to be disturbed. But let's face it, who does? Well, she's not getting up a, for a, a morning radio show, <laughs> is she? She's not. not getting up at 5 a.m. All right, you can find uh, Susie the Dash Hound up at our webpage at the uh, pet, the dog and the cat of the week at the pet chat page at 2NURFM.com.au. We'll do the cat next. David, how about that? Excellent. You got back on the horse pretty well so far, David, i got to admit. Thank you, Mark. Okay. Good afternoon, Greg at Rutherford. Your 10-year-old Shih Tzu, annual vaccinations and having some bad reaction. What's going on, Greg? Well, um, she um, gets some vaccinations and, uh, she, well, she just sleeps a lot. Yeah. And she's just out of Kelta, you could call it, for about two and a half, three days. Oh, Okay. So has this been something you've seen every year, is it, Greg? Um, I would say for the past four or five years. Right. Okay. And has there been anything more serious than just that being lethargic, like vomiting oh, or...? A little bit off her food. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, any uh, thoughts from your vet about um, what they want to do or is it... Is it concerning enough that they can change the schedule, I guess, is um, the other question. Because there is a three-year vaccine, um, but if we had a, had an annual vaccine this year, then obviously, um, you know, you've got to wait for next year and then think about using the three-year. And that might be an option um, to discuss with them. Right, right. The, um, yeah. She was due in... Uh February, March, and I've held it off. I thought, well, yeah. come, come, come August, springtime, I'll go and get it done, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd probably probably have a chat with them then about the um, whether they've got the three-year vaccines because, you know, if, if she does have these kind of reactions and it's going to be the same reaction but you only have to have it every three years, um, yeah. then that's obviously a bit of an advantage to delay that um, effect. They would have- David, would it be the um, uh, the age of the dog? Could it be the age of the dog? Well, the um, look, what actually happens is when we use uh, vaccines, and we often have what's called polyvalent vaccines, so pretty much all the vaccines for dogs are a combination of a n- number of different uh, viral particles. So um, most of the vaccines are what we call a modified live virus, um, so the, there's advantages for using a modified live virus. So they're, first of all, they're modified so that they don't cause disease. But yeah. a, lo- a live virus means that we can actually use a smaller dose and the uh, viral particle is persists in the body for a bit longer so that the immune system of the dog has time to see it and to create a reaction. So that's what we're actually trying to do is to get the immune system to have a, a, a reaction that um, largely we're looking for a memory effect, okay? So that yes. there's uh, what we call B lymphocytes in the blood and in the bone marrow that um, they keep this memory of the v- vaccine and the parts of the vaccine that are similar to the wild virus that causes disease. And um, so if ever your dog encounters those wild viruses then the body is ready to react straight away but because we're injecting the dog with a particles that um, kind of put a bit of stress into the immune system 
And, yes. and that's what they're designed to do. So sometimes you will get, yeah, look, they'll be off their food a little bit. Um, usually if that's all it is, then it's probably, um, as I said, maybe just changing to the three-year is probably the best idea. I have had over the years, over the past 30 years, probably only a handful of dogs that have had a more severe allergic-type reaction um, to vaccines. So oftentimes... Um, is it the age of the dog? It's probably just more that, look, I've had this before and this is my body's reaction to it. Um, so I, you may not need to do anything else except um, chat about that three year. That's probably the best way to go. Best of luck with everything there, Greg and the dog. Now let's focus on our cat of the week, David. I know that very excited oh, yeah, about this. Oh, yeah, love it, love it. Um, if you're looking to add a, a cat to your family, why not think of Shoga, a uh, nice little uh, ginger cat. Apparently... Not that many female gingers out there, so I wasn't aware of that, but she is one of them. Yep. Uh, she gave birth to three little ones, uh, and two of those still available for adoption as well, suitable for most house- households. Sadly, was just dumped with the three kittens uh, until someone came to her rescue. Uh, but, yeah, should be fine with kids, and apparently is good with smaller dogs and has been tested around other cats as well. So it looks like we might be okay with this one. Yeah, look, I... Th- She's probably going to be the most affectionate cat mm. you'll ever see in your life. That sounds very, good. Very young mother. Yeah. And um, cruelly dumped, yeah. but, you know, now in a good, safe place and looking for a forever home. All right. Maybe that is you. You can check out Shoga. And, of course, our dog of the week, which we were talking about a little while back as well, which was Susie, uh, up at the Pet Chat page. And you can find that at 2NURFM.com.au. 2NURFM 103.7. We're here with Pet Chat. Dr. David Tabbert is here. Good afternoon, Mandy at Charlestown. Mandy, I know time's going to get to us, so I'll have to be super quick for you. Your five-year-old cat won't stop licking its belly. What's going on, Mandy? Yeah, he just won't. He's a domestic long-haired. He's super fluffy. Um, he's just about eight kilos, so he's a big boy. Um, he's constantly licking his belly. My um, vet has given him a couple of arm injections, and I don't know how to pronounce it. So, um, convenia? Con- convenia. Was it con- convenia? That's it. Yep. <laughs> So um, it's a steroid to stop um, to stop him. Well, basically, stop him, stop him from licking. It does work, but it's expensive. Um, so I reverted yeah. to going on um, pet quarters and getting um, pet for cats. So you're, you're breaking up there, Mandy. And we're going to we're going to sort of time so, get us. So let um, David jump in. Convenia is an antibiotic, um, but it's a long-acting antibiotic. So. The thing about this uh, licking its belly um, with cats is the first thing is to rule out physical causes. And perhaps if we're using antibiotics, then we're worried about uh, skin infections, bacterial skin infections. I would always, 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 always double check and uh, make sure we're up to date with flea prevention. Um, It's not fun to bath a cat, so can be helpful in some circumstances using medicated shampoo. The other thing we sometimes see is cats in stressful situations will, um, you know, cause a behavioural effect of doing this displacement licking. So I would actually also keep that in mind. And sometimes you're in the right hands where you're maybe trying out some different treatments and hopefully with those you can get to the bottom of it. 
Best of luck with that, Mandy. Dr. David, your first one back. You're okay. You'll be here with us next week as well. I'll be back next week. Oh, lovely. Great. Sounds good. Pet Chat wrapping up today. 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>